Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Happy Easter from the Yellow Army podcast from Guy and Richard, still socially distanced, although it won't be long before we can actually do this in your garden. We'll probably do it in your garden next week. Yeah, I, I did think about that. I thought it was a, a bit too too soon, but maybe next week we could have a, a nice cup of tea from China Cups and... and uh, nice? Should we wear suits? Suits and, and... Yeah. <laughs> Easter means football. We've got two week, uh, two games to look forward to. We've got one defeat to look back on. We're all a little bit downbeat after that one. But uh, first and foremost, uh, you've had a chat with Gary this morning and he's uh, he's had a little bit more good news for us, hasn't he? Yeah, very good news. I mean, uh, we, we learned earlier this week that Danny Wright is training and then he scored on Monday in a game against an Exeter second string side. Um, and speaking to Gary this morning briefly, um, turns out he will be in the squad for Easter. Great news. Hey, all Exeter sides are second string sides, aren't they, Rich? Yeah, yeah. Get away with that one. Uh, let's <laughs> start with what Gary has to say first of all. Um, a bit of a disappointing weekend. Firstly, Friday night you find out that you've you've lost three points that you you got from the Dover win earlier on in the season, and then a. Uh, um, a slightly disappointing uh, a game for, for losing another three points, as it were. How, how do you how do you look at look back at the weekend now? Yeah, it wasn't a great weekend, was it? Um, um, the game itself was was a, a poor, especially in the first half performance by us. Um, but there's always another team that's trying to stop you doing your work, and both teams uh, actually tried very hard in shutting the opposition down um, and on the day it was a little bit of a stalemate until we made our mistake at the end and didn't have enough time to try and get it back but um, first half we didn't play well second half we gave it a bit more of a go we had a few more chances it was a little bit more of a threat but um, you know Dagenham kept us at bay yeah. and we, we, we couldn't get that result now the game could have gone either way and if you saw any of our opportunities, especially the one that you know Benji hit, that yeah. hit uh, Josh Umer on, yeah. on, on the line, it was unbelievable. And then we yeah. had Josh's header and we had uh, uh, three or four other opportunities, even though it was a poor performance. But, um, you know, we've we got to keep going. We've got to make sure that we, you know, we, we don't um, let ourselves down by, by sort of half giving up. There's no need to, to give up. There's 13 games and, and we've got to keep going and every team in this league you know, can, can put in a performance. So we've got no right to be winning every game just because we want to. Yeah, <laughs> you've got absolutely. to go out and produce and you've got to go and uh, um, you know, make sure that you, 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 you do as much as you can to affect the game, first of all. And then uh, if you're affecting the game in a positive way, then you can come back winners. Um, you brought in Benji from Sunderland on loan, 21-year-old striker who you've obviously uh, seen a, a bit of. Um, 
he did well, I thought, when he came on. He had some good chances, and it wasn't necessarily his fault that they didn't go in. So, um, yeah, yeah he, look, he looked impressive. Yeah, he did, and he's a, he's a good player, and it's a good coup for us to yeah. get someone in like him. You know, he's young, he's enthusiastic. He, he wants to improve both his, uh, impress both his managers, me and, <laughs> yeah. and Lee. Um, you know, he knows I'm going to be honest with him, and he knows that somebody like me is, is, is going to be watching as if Lee was watching it. Yeah, you know, indeed. Obviously, uh, you know, I, sorry. I'd, I'd not really thought about that before, but I, I guess it's not not more pressure on the lone lads like like you had from Bristol City, but, but, but it's a different kind of pressure, isn't it? Because they know that, you know, the manager's going to be getting a, a, a real insight into how they're playing. Yeah, that's right, exactly. And But he's a good player anyway. Yeah. You know, he's a Swedish under-21 international. He's still young. He, he's, he's not yet had the uh, experience of too much first team, um, although he has played in the first team mm. at Sunderland and he was on the bench for their uh, cup final that they had um, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. He didn't get on. Um, and we had to wait for that before we was able to, to bring him in. Um, and that was on deadline day or uh, that, that we did we did yeah, it yeah. and it, if it had you know if it had been injured before that or something then it wouldn't have gone through so it was good that the timing of it all it was good for Sunderland I mean obviously the club deals with the club it's not just yes. me and Lee yeah, yeah, having yeah. a father-son conversation um, so the club deals with the club everybody was happy the player was happy his representatives were happy and uh, you know it was, it was a, the opportunity for him to get some games at the end of what he's had a very long injury, which is now totally cleared up. Excellent. Um, just a couple of words on Scott Bowden, because he's done all right um, in the last couple of games, playing up front. <clears throat> um, you know, we, we, we've been searching for a solution up front, haven't we? And, and I think he, he did well. Yeah, Scott, Scott looks a bit tired on Saturday to me. Right. Um, and I've had a word of him and... You know, he, he, he agrees with that. Um, and it's because that he hadn't played much um, before he came to us um, for a little while with a new manager coming in and different bits and pieces mm. going on. Um, and then three, day, uh, three games in, like, a short space of time. Indeed. Was yeah, it was probably just too much. Um, I think it was a little bit the same with Jake Andrews. Uh, you yeah. know, Jake also didn't have that sharpness that he had. Um, so what we need is, I think what will be happening pretty soon is that we we need to use more of our squad. Yeah. We need to get more of our squad fit um, and healthy and two or three are looking like, you know, we'll, they'll be added to the squad. Um, and so you can get that okay, I'm not dropping you, I'm resting you. Yeah. Or you play somebody for a real sharp half and then bring on somebody else in the same position for a sharp half. Indeed, yeah. If you know what I mean. So um, I'm hoping to get that scenario pretty pretty soon and I think we'll be better for it. Um, you've got a busy Easter weekend coming up. Um, a different Easter weekend because normally, of course, it's a chance for, for people who live away to come and watch the team at home yeah. and stuff and the, the yeah. crowds are a, a, a bit more lively maybe than they normally are so it's a shame that the crowds won't be there but um, but but it's yeah. an important Easter weekend nonetheless yeah 
whether it's Easter or not, it's, it's, it's a very, important, very yeah. important yeah. game. They all are now yeah. because you get, you know, we still, you've got to get your sights on the, the teams above you. I mean, we've still got two games in hand on yes. Hartlepool. Yeah. But uh, Sutton seem to be, you know, lucky enough not to have any injuries or, you know, they, they get these last-minute goals like we were yeah. at the start of the season. Um, so we've just got to, you know, wait and see, but every game becomes more important as you chase the leaders, the, you know, the new leaders have yeah. been the leaders now for a little while themselves. So um, they're the ones we've got to catch, they're the ones we've got to have our sights on. Um, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. They're still trying to catch them, even though it looks like they're, uh, you know, have gone away a little bit, but there's, you know, there's still plenty of games. What is it, 39 games or so, 39 points yeah. to play for? And you know, it, let's hope that they have their little blip towards the end of the season, and uh, when everybody else is out there at the beginning or in the middle. We, we talked last week, didn't we, about uh, the possibility of, of Dover's record being expunged, and of course, then that happened a couple of days later. Um, you had your views on that, but one of the one of the interesting things to come out of that is the fact that now we are on the same game as Sutton for the first time in probably all yeah. season. So, so you know where you are now, uh, and you know what you've got to do to catch them. Yeah, well, we said, didn't we, that we needed to to know, and um, you know they. Uh, the, the powers that be must read out uh, yeah. and listen to your podcast because they soon... It was, it it was about that. 24 hours later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that was clarity, if you like, that, that everybody needed. Um, and, you know, we just have to see some teams gained. Obviously, teams like Notts County that went to Dover and lost. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that means that they sort of gained three points, if you like, yeah. on, on us. Um and you know, and, but a lot of teams as well. Uh, obviously, there was more teams that beat them than lost to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, you know, they all lost uh, lost ground as well. So it's it's a shame that it, it had to come down to that um, because you know a, a club that's you know pretty close to the football league uh, shouldn't have to no you know be be having teams teams and games expunged you know right, what I mean so yeah. that was uh, disappointing OK Gary thank you very much for that good luck for the weekend it's two big right. games coming up but um, OK it sounds like you, 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 you're excited and looking forward to it yeah no I'm very much looking forward to it absolutely as I always am absolutely cheers Gary thank you thank you cheers Tell mate bye Danny Wright, right, right, could be back in the <laughs> side tomorrow How Danny Wright, right, right could be back, back, back I mean, we've put so much emphasis on getting Danny Wright back that it's almost unfair on the guy. But it's just just to have him as part of the squad, just to have him out there warming up tomorrow afternoon will just lift the whole place, won't it? Absolutely. I suspect he will be on the bench. I, I, I don't think he's going to be 100% match ready. Um, no. However, what a player to come on that would be uh, if, uh, if we need him in the last 20, 25 minutes or something. Um, we, we, yeah, obviously the two games in, in uh, was it four days? Friday, yeah, yeah f- four days. Um, so to have him in the squad is huge, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've missed him. It's easy to to play it down, I think. And I think Gary has had to play it down sensibly, but um, because 
by implication, you're saying that the, the, the people who are playing instead of Danny Wright aren't, aren't good enough. Well, they're good enough. <clears throat> they're just not Danny Wright. No, and when you bring in a player in the summer, as a, well, not in the summer, in the autumn as a talisman to, um, you know, to, to lead your team, to yeah. be the guy you pin your hopes on, and then you lose him for 10 games or whatever it's been, then uh, it's, the whole squad has got to feel that, and the whole squad will feel lifted just by having him changed, stripped, out there, kicking a ball around. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I look forward to like, tuning into the live stream tomorrow afternoon and seeing Danny Wright out there kicking the ball around. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, great timing. I mean, it's, it's, it's sooner than we thought it might be, isn't it? Um, it is. yeah. You know, he had a, a. There was an Exeter friendly on on Monday, and he scored in that. And suddenly, we're thinking, crikey, he could play a part over the weekend, which is wonderful. Um, you know, it, it, he had a hamstring operation in January. He's thirty six years old. He's you know, he's not he's not probably as quick a healer or whatever as a as a twenty one year old. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's done he's done really well to be in a in a position where he could he he he, he maybe on the bench. Um, yeah. For these games, uh, being uh, it's worth reflecting. Um, this this morning, uh, I I noted that um, the the transfer ag- agent fees for transfers was yeah. released uh, <clears throat> for the period February to February twenty one. Um, Torquay spent five just over five grand on on transfer agents fees now. That that seems fair enough to me, to be honest. And that that was that was for four players. That was Aaron, that was the deals involving Aaron Nemain, Connor Lemonay Evans, uh, one more, one more, uh, Joe Lewis, and Andrew Nelson, who of course really? has yeah. not played yeah. a game. Now, when you when you think about that, Andrew Nelson was brought in as a key striker to play alongside, I think, uh, Danny Wright. So during this period. Um, of no Danny Wright it, maybe we should think about it as no Danny Wright and no Andrew Nelson even though Andrew Nelson has never played a game because he got injured in pre-season but you know the, the, he was a key player coming yeah. in at the, yeah. at the start for the start of the season who hasn't played so we haven't only really just I mean, we don't know how well they would play together but we, we haven't really only been missing Danny Wright during this period we've been missing yeah. Gary Johnson's two key striking yeah. Strikers yeah. that he signed for the season. Agreed. On that agents thing, by the way, did you see how much money some of those other teams had spent? So Notts County fifty-seven thousand. Yeah. yeah, and um, the other one in the in the highs forties somewhere was Stockport County. Um, but there were Solly Old Moors had scored uh, uh, spent eighteen thousand on agents fees. Um, Dagenham had spent a, a considerable amount of money on agents fees as well. Interesting figures. I noted Sutton only only spent three thousand more than us, eight thousand. Now, um, you know, it's it's interesting to note the the big spenders, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what it signifies really, but it's just interesting that there is a big disparity between the teams who've been fairly sensible with their money and the teams yeah. who think have spent quite a lot. Well, that that five thousand that Torquay spent over those four transfers. <clears throat> of course, there have been other transfers, but they're obviously not involving agents' fees. But that equates to about, I don't know, 1,200, 1,500 for, for each deal. Now, if you're an agent, you know, there's probably a lot of work that goes into these deals. That's yeah. probably about right, I would have thought. 
Um, we're, we're not talking multi-million pound deals, are we? Um, no. And I don't know well, what agents are on. Uh, well, don't yeah, know what we've p- had pretty, pretty good value for money out of those. I yeah, thought, yeah. It doesn't sound like a fortune in football terms. No, it doesn't. And, 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 you know, an agent is a professional man who, or woman, sorry, who needs a wage. So, you yeah. know. Good stuff. Okay, so it's Easter. Um, happy Easter to all our listeners. Two it's also April Fool's Day, Guy. I know. Have you been caught out today? Um, for about 12 seconds. Yeah? Which uh, one got I, it, it was something on... Um, uh, what was it? It was on... It was it was a Facebook group I follow. It was a talky and loved. I forgot that one. You know the. the oh, I, I followed that, but I haven't seen anything in there today. They they put up a, someone put up a picture, an old picture of um talky towns the the, the harbour. Yeah. And from the past, I didn't look at what date it was supposed to be, and I thought, what those people crossing the crossing the uh, the zebra crossing there looked like the Beatles. And it was the Beatles. I, yeah. <laughs> Took me. Once I realised it was actually the Beatles and not people pretending to be the Beatles, then I, I realised, yeah, okay. But um, I was searching the Guardian app this morning for one. I couldn't find one on the Guardian app. It's not, sometimes it's not the right time. It didn't feel like the right time to be doing April Fool's jokes, does it? No, no, true. There have been a couple of good ones, though. The South Devon. Um... Railway out at uh, Breakfast Lee did a good one this morning. A press release came out saying that because of uh, moving away from fossil fuels, they'd be electrifying the uh, South Devon Railway this morning. Good that stuff. one made me look twice and I, yeah, okay, very clever, fair <laughs> enough. And the RNLI coming out with an aerofoil uh, lifeboat was a very nicely done picture. Saw through that one straight away, obviously, but uh, the picture was extremely well done. But it's it's gone midday now, so nobody can catch us. Can no, they? I did do one when I worked for Talk United all those years ago when I was doing the website for them, going back to Mr. Bateson's era. Um, <clears throat> we uh, we we did one where uh, we um, we said that during the summer when the pitch was dug up would be dug up to be relayed it, it was going to be used by a local uh, nursery to, to bring on plants um, <laughs> for, for a couple of months and yeah um, they didn't go down well with some people on the internet in the early days of the internet on the old message board that used to be quite popular it got, got people few people got wound up by that until they realised they'd been hoodwinked Um I did enjoy that. Best one I've done recently, uh, it would, uh, I say I've done, I've reported on, there was a fellow called Yersin over in Brixham, very good photographer, who mocked up a picture of one of the Red Arrows flying under Paint and Pier. <laughs> and it was brilliantly done. It was so well done that you actually had to look at it a couple of times to realise that it wasn't, um, wasn't genuine. So, uh, yeah, good one. But we haven't done one this year because obviously the paper doesn't come out on April Fool's Day. They've got to be good, haven't they, to, uh, to get They've away They've got to be them. good and you've got to be careful, especially in times like this, that you're not... Yeah. <clears throat> you're, not you're not being disrespectful as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a balance that you have yeah. to strike and uh, some people do and some people don't. But there you go. We're, we're past the witching hour of midday. We are. So we're, we are. We're in Only just, from April yeah. now. Yeah. So let's have a little chat about Woking then, the old enemy Woking. It's quite recent, actually, this uh, rivalry with Woking, and it all comes from the National League South season, yeah. really, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, 
Um, as I've said on paper, when you look at their their eighteen from they've got injury concerns and some financial concerns, some players have been furloughed. When you look at that, you think, oh, this is a chance for uh, an easy in inverted commas three points. However, it's Woking, it's and Woking, Woking for some reason, so for some reason have become the not necessarily bogey team, but the, the the friendly but fierce rivals, as I've put it in the preview. They have. We've played them 20 times down the years. We've won six, drawn six, and we've lost eight. So we've got a little mm. bit of uh, ground to make up. Well, that's, that's quite interesting the, because, yeah, I was going to say, that's quite interesting because for a lot, if we play them that many times, we must have played them quite a few times as a league team and them a non-league team. So that balance is quite interesting. But um, we, we, they, of course, went out of the FA Trophy on Saturday. They lost 1-0 to Hereford. Goal scored by the magnificently named Joey Butlin. He deserves a holiday after that one. I wonder if you've got um, a red cut this hour. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where uh, I was going with that. Hereford yeah. on and off the pitch include a lot of former goals. Josh Gowling and Jan Klukowski are both there as wow. backroom star. Jared Hodgkiss and James McQuilkin are in the, uh, the Hereford oh, side. Oh, I like Jared Hodgkiss. He was a good player. He was decent, wasn't oh, yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. liked him. Uh, but they beat Woking 1-0 and they'll meet Hornchurch in the um, in the final. Yeah. They beat Notts County on penalties. Interesting, yeah. I don't know when so, that final is going to be, do we? Because they've still got to play last time's final, haven't they? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, presuming, they'll, I'm presuming they'll do it over subsequent days like they did with the uh, FA, uh, the Papa John Trophy. Must do. Must do. But I mean, every, everybody would have been heading off down to the, uh, the, the turf accountants with their... Half a crown to put on uh, Woking and Notts County. <coughs> for for anyone under the age of forty, that's the bookies. <laughs> and a half a crown is yeah. twelve and a half p. <laughs> but yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but I mean, the season's kind of fallen apart a bit for Woking, hasn't it? I mean, they they knocked us out of the FA Trophy, but they've been on a pretty bad run. We um, we beat them 4-1 last time they came to play more, but that's a long time ago. We play them again on April the 20th. We've got two games with them coming up in quick succession. But before we go any further, I've just seen the postman pulling up, so dogs are about to bark, but carry on. OK, all right, we'll carry on as if nothing's happened and uh, hopefully our, uh, our listeners will forgive us if there's a bit of a kerfuffle. He's got to get through the gate, the yeah. Right. It will be in about yeah. 20 seconds. I would. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's what you pay the dogs for, isn't it? It's what they get the Absolutely. big bugs. It's what they get the snacks for, isn't it? To protect Absolutely. the house from, um, from postmen. Postal yeah. Sorry, I did interrupt you. Where were, where were we? I was just rambling about Woking, to yeah. be honest. Um, a game that we ought to win tomorrow. They're 18th. They've got nothing left to play for this season. Senior players furloughed. Half a dozen players injured. Yeah. Um, but Including the guy who scored the goal against us in the quarterfinal of the trophy. Jamar Losey. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, he's on the injured list as well, isn't he? So, Gary beginning to welcome players back into the side. It was good to see Dean Moxie get on off the bench. Yeah. Dagenham. Yeah. Uh, we'll have We'll have to talk about that Dagenham game in a minute, but let's put it off for as long as we can. <laughs> um, I mean, Dean Moxie back in, Armani Little working himself back into the team now, possibly getting Danny Wright back in as well. Yeah. Um, I fancy this tomorrow afternoon, but then I, I'm one of the happy clappers, as they describe them on the Facebook groups. So I, I kind of 
I'm an eternal optimist where Torquay are concerned, but I think let's put last Saturday behind us and, and I think we can do this tomorrow. Um, last Saturday didn't happen because I didn't see the goal. Did you miss it? Well, okay. it, it, the, 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 the stream died. Did it? Yeah, no, the, no one, saw the, no, no one saw the goal. It was a poor goal to give away. Yeah. But, the, um, but it was, you know, we... we we had the opportunity to clear that danger two or three times. Yeah. As I'm sure Gary has mentioned to the uh, the defensive unit once or twice this week. I, I didn't think we were going to lose that, you know. Even though we didn't have the best game at Dagenham, I thought we did all right. And when, when the... Um, can be, can, I'm going to have to say his name. Benji. I'm going to call him Benji, only because I haven't prepared uh, his ben, second name. Benji. Kimpioka. Kimpioka. When he came on, it looked... I mean, he came on quite late, probably the last 15 minutes. Oh, no, no, it was a bit, it was probably, probably half an hour he had. Uh, he looked quite lively and yeah. um, had uh, at least three good chances, one of which would have gone in if Joshua Moura hadn't been standing on the line. Um, <laughs> of all the people to be I in know, the way. I know, um, I know. I, I, I think he might start, you know, uh, uh, yeah. tomorrow. Um, no disrespect to Scott Bowden, but I think Scott Bowden has been playing at not 100%. He uh, obviously came to us after a um, a kind of not a great time at Chesterfield. And I don't think he was completely match fit, but he came in anyway and he's done really well. I think he's done really well. Um, he's yeah. held the ball up well. He, he's got halfway to, to what we wanted, a replacement for... For um for Danny Wright, I think the experience counts with with with, with players like that. They know what to do. Um, but obviously, Kimpioka looked so lively when he came on. I think I think it, it, we we might well see him start. Um, yeah. Gary does talk, of course, uh, in the in the chat that we had I had with him on Tuesday morning, which you you heard earlier on, about how now that the, there's players back he can change things around he can he can for example he says decide that he's going to play one player for 45 minutes and another player for 45 minutes he's got that that ability now to swap things up and change things around and uh, and, and and maybe let the the way the game's going dictate what what he does rather than which is what we've had for the last two or three months during this poor period um He's had to just play players uh, because that's yeah. the only players he had available to him. Yeah, that's interesting as well. It, I mean, it's interesting as well that it's taken us a while to get a lone player from Sunderland. I quite enjoyed what Gary was saying the other day about, you know, everybody imagines that he just sits down yeah. over Sunday dinner, yeah. um, father and son, and works out who's coming on loan. But it is a little bit more complicated and uh, official than that, isn't it? Yeah. But it's... It, it's nice to get a link up. You know, we, we obviously, we played the loan game very, very well with Bristol City. And I, I don't think we've had a manager in recent years who's played the loan game quite as well as Gary. We've, you know, we've had a lot of good loan signings down the years. I can think of a couple that Chris Hargreaves brought in. Nico brought some good loan signings in as well. But I think Gary plays it really, really well. Um, and I mean, there's no reason to suspect that Benji Kimpioka won't be a, a, another success. He's, he's generally done pretty well on the loans, although there are a couple that we'll come to in a minute that haven't really paid off. He's, he's played some games for them. I mean, he's, he's, he's not, he's not uh, 
He's not um, a player that can't get into the first team at, at Sunderland. He has he has played a few games, <clears throat> and this is giving him an opportunity to get some more games under his belt. Um, yeah, uh, he was on he was on the bench for the trophy final that we talked about the the Papa John trophy final that we talked about earlier on. Um, which they won. He didn't get off the bench. He didn't play that game. But the reason that um, the the loan move took a while to happen uh, was because yeah. he wanted Lee wanted him around. Lee Johnson, that is the manager, wanted him around for that game. I think, um, or Benji might have thought, I don't want to go anywhere when I've got a chance of playing at Wembley, which is fair yeah. enough as well. So yeah. I think I think they waited for that game to get out of the way. Um, and and yeah no and and really he looked he looked quality he looked quality. Good. Well, I look forward to seeing Swedish as well. When when have we ever had a Swedish player? Well, that's oh hang on yeah somebody will come up with one. Yeah. There must have been some Swedish players somewhere along the line. In mm. fact, oh there's somebody quite recent, isn't there? Oh, never mind. It'll come back to me. There's, but no, that's that's good. everyone's homework. Yeah. Look forward to that. So, the, I mean, the loan situation, we have five loan players now, all of whom will probably get a game tomorrow. I mean, you've got Bowden, who we've talked about, Ryan Law, um, Adam Randall, Kim Pioca, Sam Shering. All five of them will be involved tomorrow. And that's yeah. the most you can have on a matchday squad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we uh, Gary's sent, or not sent, <clears throat> some of the players' loan spells had stopped and the goalkeepers, we didn't need them anymore because obviously we have two fit goalkeepers again now. Yeah. Um, um and and James Hammond gone back to their clubs. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, and who else has gone? Max Sheath's gone back to Hull and uh, Rob Street, Rob Street. back yeah. to Crystal Palace. Disappointingly, didn't really Very live up to his potential. I mean, especially when the day we signed Sheath, people were getting quite excited because you know. Well, I think Sheath did all right. Um, I think. I think. Gary Johnson used him wisely during that period when, you know, we were struggling for players. But I think Rob Street's loan might be viewed a bit disappointingly by both clubs. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he got a few games. He got some game time, as they yeah. say. In the end. He just didn't really make his mark. I mean, there's no uh, no faulting his work rate, no faulting his effort. But No, no, I mean, there was a lot of effort. And I don't, you know, I'm sure that he'll go on to... To, tr- to prove himself at Crystal Palace or uh, on other loan spells or whatever. Um, but he put on that on that showing at Torquay, he's a long way away from the Crystal Palace first team, that's for sure. Absolutely. And here we go again down that road of, you know, under-23 football and the National League not really compatible at all, are they? It doesn't there seem is- so, does it? Whenever we see... Uh, it takes yeah. a certain kind of player to, to, to be able to yeah. bridge those two formats. Yeah. Uh, not, 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 not all of them can do it. Doesn't mean, no. by the way, it doesn't mean that they can't then go on to have a good career in the higher echelons of the football league or the Premiership, because oh, yeah. yeah. it's a completely different game. It's just they're not suited. The way they've been brought up to play football is not suited necessarily to National League football. Bit of a culture shock, I think. A lot of them uh, tend to find it. But uh, yeah, interesting, and um, you know, interesting to have them. Interesting to have the five loan signings that we've got there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so the Dagenham and Redbridge game, which we must leave in a moment, but I mean, we did the podcast last week. We were happy, clappy in the extreme last week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, got picked up six points <clears throat> from two games. Uh, Dagenham and Redbridge was a disappointing performance. On uh, top of the fact that we'd already lost three points on the Friday night. 
that's the other thing to talk about, isn't it? I mean, the, the Dover three points, we've known that was coming for a while, but yeah. that's, yeah, that, it doesn't it, it, make it any I, less painful. It didn't make it any less painful. I'm not sure what else the National League could have done apart no. from dealt with Dover at the start of the season rather than halfway through. Um, yeah. But then, you know, there's a lot of internal politics that you, I, I don't think we, we, we know about. So it's, it's, it's a difficult situation. Had Dover been uh, in, in reach of the playoffs uh, when, they did, when they didn't get the loan uh, or didn't get the grant, well, the loan's not grant thing happened and, and, and they, they, they took umbrage at that. Had they been in the reach of the playoffs, I don't think they'd stop, they would have stopped playing. No, I think you're right. I think there's um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, 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 it reeks of oh, my ball. I'm taking it home. Yeah, it's a poor situation, isn't it? And you know, it's it's had a bearing on the rest of the league because you know we've been stripped of three points, and you know other teams up and down the league. There isn't any relegation this year, so it doesn't matter down at that end of the league. But it makes a big difference where we are, doesn't it? This this whole no relegation thing is 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 difficult as well because. Teams will now play us differently if they've oh, got yeah, nothing to play yeah, for. Like we said the other day, before Kings Lynn came, you know, they're playing without any fear yeah. at all. The same could be said, really, of Woking. Now, Woking haven't got a hope in hell of getting up um, as far as the playoffs <clears throat> now. No, they're 20 points behind us. Yeah, they can't be relegated. So yeah. how, do, how do they play? Do they play every game as if it's a friendly? They do, but then on the, on, on the other side of the coin, they furloughed players. Yeah. Yeah. So they won't be as strong uh, as they as they might have been if uh, if they were going for promotion or there was a relegation battle to to be fought. Yeah, but here's something we touched on last week as well. If you're a young <coughs> player playing for one of those teams down at the bottom of the league, and manager says to you, "Look, just go out, play your football, express yourself. If we get pounded six nil, it doesn't matter. You know, just go out and play. Try and catch the eye of a scout mm. somewhere along the line." Mm, so you're going to come up against that. Every team is going to have a player like that who uh, who just wants to be uh, wants to be seen by a scout. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you you allow players a bit of freedom, then uh, you know they they might be playing a bit a bit better and a bit differently. Yeah, don't allow players freedom. That's <coughs> no, the, yeah, that's more of the story. Absolutely, <laughs> no freedom for these players <laughs> whatsoever. Um. Interesting developments up at Bristol City, I was reading this morning, by the way. Okay. Um, Louis Britton um, is being offered a new deal up there, which he's absolutely delighted. Opie Edwards is not. Oh, interesting. colleagues up in Bristol. Opie Edwards isn't being offered a new deal at the end of the season and will be a free agent. So. Well, we'd take him, wouldn't we? Well, yeah. I mean, he obviously <coughs> had um, injury problems with his, uh, his second spell with us. He was absolutely dogged by injury problems. But a fit Opie Edwards is a tremendous prospect, isn't he? Absolutely. We liked him. I, I thought he was a great little player when he was on form and fit. Yeah. So, you know, the, the fact that uh, come the end of the season, he'll, he'll be without a club. Then I wonder if um, if he's still on our radar. He's big mates with Jake Andrews, big mates with a lot of the lads at Playboy, well, to be honest. I mean, what's the point in him staying there anyway now if he's been told that he's, yeah. he's going? So, so perhaps Gary's already on the phone. Could be. Well, you'd be amazed if he wasn't, because Gary will be much better informed than we are. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he will have known that. But yeah, I would take him back. I mean, he's quick. He's got a goal in him. You know, he's a good, uh, good team player. If he can stay injury free, mm. um, he's yeah, he's a proper prospect. Isn't good he? stuff. No, that's 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 interesting. Uh, quite a 
surprised actually that um, the Bristol City have let him go. But I mean, presumably they carry quite a big squad up there. You can't just keep all the players and uh, keep all the players forevermore. But Louis Britton, who did look pretty decent when he was with us on loan at the start of the season, um, yeah, he's he's getting another deal there. So let's uh, let's see what that, where that takes him. He of course may come out on loan again. Yeah, absolutely. Point. No, he, I, I, we liked him. Um, he didn't stay as long as we thought he was going to. He was recalled, wasn't he? No, but um, he was. No, good player, good player. Be interesting to see how he develops. Absolutely. Uh, another thing we <clears> talked <throat> about last week on the podcast, we wondered aloud whether Ollie Watkins would get a game for England, whether he yeah. got on from the bench. Um, <coughs> and he did, and he scored. Yeah, and he scored. Yeah, it was a great goal as well, wasn't it? It was. Took it well. He, he plays with an enormous amount of confidence, doesn't he? So... Um, yeah, great, great day for Ollie Watkins. Great day for South Devon football, really. Good smile, wasn't it, after the, in the goal celebrations and a, and a nice interview after the game. Uh, yeah. You could tell yeah. he was proud of what he'd just done, uh, which which is Absolutely. great stuff. And it's recent enough, as you said last week, with um, you know, a friend of yours who played five-a-side. Yeah. I was talking to one of our walking football lads last night. Um, and he his son was playing in a team with Ollie Watkins a few years ago. And it was clear that Ollie Watkins was not the best player in that team. Oh, really? Coaches said <clears> so. <throat> the players said so. You know, he was not. But something, you know, something clicked. Something in the coaching that he received clicked. Something in his own work ethic clicked. And it just shows what you can uh, what you can achieve. I think it's magnificent. Yeah, I think no. he's done really, really well. Uh, hard work goes a long way, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. And he's... Um, is that you ringing or is that me ringing? That's not me. That's me. So I've just, um, I've just very rudely declined a call to somebody. Do so these I... people not know your podcasting guy? <laughs> Apologies for that. I'll <laughs> probably ring again, so I'd better probably try and put that on silent and um, see what happens from there on. That's thrown me completely off my stride. Now. <laughs> um, there's a fundraiser, a charity yes. fundraiser happening online. <clears throat> next week that um, that sounds as if it's going to be a really good evening the legends of the buckle era event mm. uh, it's a kind of an online f- a forum really i think a chance to um to hear some people speak and put some questions helen chamberlain is hosting it tim sills is on it wayne carlisle's on it kevin nicholson martin Britton, alex rowe lee mansell is in there as well and i left lee mansell out of the story in the paper this week uh, as lee mansell pointed out to me on twitter the other day so apologies there lee lee mansell is in it as well uh, that should be quite an event and it's all uh, all for charity mate uh, charities including rescue mania which is an animal charity parkinson's uk above water that's local and the children's ward at torbay hospital excellent it's uh, it, it's Great event. Find it online. Legends of the Buckle Era. That'll tell you where you can buy your tickets. Tickets £10, did I say? Tickets £10. It's taking place over one of these uh, video meeting sharing teams, things. Teams, isn't it? Microsoft Teams, to. yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's two, two hours long. It's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock. That sounds Next good stuff. Friday, yeah. Absolutely. That no, sounds, sounds something worth doing. So we'll um, we'll get in on that and uh, we'll plug that again for you next week just in case you yeah. uh, didn't manage to jot down the details there. But uh, good good event to get involved in with that. Um, so Monday, let's look ahead to Monday. We're yeah, away at Monday, we're away to the Hollywood Club. Yeah. 
Uh, I know you're a big fan of um, of Ryan Reynolds and his takeover of Wrexham. Yeah, G- gimmick. <laughs> You've been prominent. They they it turns say. out are making a film as well. Well, in in that case, that's what it was always about, wasn't it? I mean, you can't tell me that they're they're, they're interested in in buying up a a national league club for the for the fortune of it for the for the you know for it's just it's just gimmicky. I don't like it. I know, I know. I mean, for Wrexham, it's it's put them in the spotlight a little bit. They're doing all right, mind you. Yeah, they 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 have turned a corner, haven't they? They they had an awful start to their season. They have. Um, so and it was quite surprising. Their last ten, they're up to fifth place now. <clears throat> yeah, and, and they've got games in hand as well, guy. They have, and I reckon if um, if the online soccer databases are to be believed, that Monday will be our fiftieth meeting with Wrexham. If they are making this film, maybe yeah. we'll be in it then. Do you think we'll be? Well, in Well, Wrexham are what, six. <clears throat> Not you and me, no, no, no one wants us in a film. <laughs> They're six oh, points behind right. us um, with two games in hand. So yeah. um, we could be on the same, God forbid, but we could be on the same points as them quite soon. Yeah. Um, now, if this film is about about the takeover and, and, and what happens at the end of this season as well, then, yeah, we, we, we could feature quite heavily. Um, we, as in Talkie United, not me and you. No one wants me and you in a film, Guy. No, I know. We didn't even make it into that Netflix film, did we? Tom no. The, the, well. The, all airtime for that one. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> he, he snuck that one away on his own, didn't he? Yeah, Actually, that, the, the, that was so long in the coming because he was talking to them, wasn't he, on email for about yeah. a year before they actually came over. And knowing, knowing Tomo as we do, slightly cynical about certain things, I don't think he took it seriously for the first nine months until until they he realised that they were actually coming over from America to make a film about a Talk United, and that's when he slowly dawned on him. I think that it was a it was a big deal. It's still on Netflix, by the way. If you're looking yeah. for some bank holiday entertainment, um, still on Netflix. Very very good. Beautiful yeah, film. absolutely. Nice bit of film, that. Beautifully beautifully done. The whole there, there were six episodes of um, different sports. Uh, underdogs really wasn't it um yeah, yeah it, was good, it was good six episode series so rex and we beat them 3-1 at playmore yeah that was during the good times wasn't it it was it was whitfield hall and lemon hay evans the scorers we were on a bit of a roll then um but they cuffed us 4-0 last time we were up there in january 2018 did they so let's wait and see what happens so i, I, I fancy us this weekend but then I always do. Yeah. You've got those um, rose-tinted rose spectacles on, haven't you? Always, always. Yeah. When it comes to Talking United, I always have. And, um, yeah, there we go. Ex-girls <laughs> in action. I'm only going to concentrate on the World Cup and international ex-girls. Okay, all right. There's been a few of them <clears throat> living the dream, not just Kiefer Moore, who scored uh, the only goal as Wales beat Mexico 1-0. Good good goal that was as well, wasn't it? And and he did a job that when he came on in the in the... It was a game. What was the other game they had? The Czech Republic. Yeah, Czech Republic he did game, a good yeah. job in that game as well, didn't he? Did well. Did very well indeed. But living the dream this week, Cadell Daniel wow. and Sam Cox, both of whom we had on loans, both played for Guyana 
against Trinidad and Tobago, Tobago and the Bahamas. Uh, Cadell Daniel scored. So that's living the dream. Christian Pierce played two games for Barbados. Wow. Barbados against Anguilla and um, Panama. Wow, okay. So that's that's probably living the dream, isn't it? Yeah, well, of course it is, yeah. Absolutely. Well, especially when you can't travel, especially when a lot of people can't travel at the moment. That's uh, You get a holiday as well. Exactly. Christian Pierce as well. I mean, he, he left Solihull Moors. He was without a club for a while. He rocked up at Maidenhead. Last time we saw him was in that game with the trains trundling past in the, yeah. the dark. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes off and plays a couple of games for Barbados. Yeah. Not well, bad. Well Not done. Bad at all. Well done to him. Good yeah. player, Christian Pierce. Liked him. At yeah, Maidenhead. absolutely. Yeah. He was a decent player for a couple of seasons, wasn't he? If anybody's got <clears> to live the dream, we're, uh, we're happy that it's Christian. Yeah. So that's us for this week, I think. Brilliant. That's the Easter podcast. Yeah. We're going to have another, we going to have another game of, um, of quiz ball, but we figured it was a, a little bit soon after the last one. That only seems like a couple of weeks ago. We will, we will do it soon. But I, we will yeah, we'll have a bank prepare. holiday game of quiz ball, the rematch between you and Tomo. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him in. Uh, thank, thank you, you thank you to Tomo, by the way, for deputising the other week. Uh, obviously, I, I, I had some sad news when my father passing away. Um, so, so Tomo stepped in, and I, I did have a listen, and he, of course, he did a good job. He always does a good job. He's a he's he's, he's a complete talk United freak, isn't he? He knows everything. But uh, so, so thank you for that, uh, Dave, if you're listening. And um, yeah, uh, came off the bench as if he'd never been away. Absolutely, so. yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just all, sorry, we're just organising one of those um, bricks for my dad Yeah. Uh, play more, so hopefully that, that'll, that, that'll help remember him to, to fans as they walk past there. I, I've always looked at those bricks as I've walked up through the stand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing that, um, doing that soon. Good idea. Very, very good idea. So, happy Easter to yeah. everybody out there. Don't overdo the chocolate, overdo the football instead. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully. With and and remember, the game is tomorrow, not Saturday. Yes. Home to Woking tomorrow on the live stream. We'll be live blogging. You'll be reporting. Uh-huh. Um, we'll bring you all the action. We'll be another. we'll be working on a win, won't we, Guy? We will, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Danny Wright hat trick. <laughs> Off the base <coughs> for a hat trick. I, I, I now I've said that, I ought to go and look at the odds, didn't I? You should. Yeah. Thanks again, and as ever, we finish with Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows.